I can do a good, uh, I feel like my Luigi, where he goes, uh, Wahoo! <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's pretty, pretty good. good. I can do Wario. <laughs> I can't make I... donkey, uh, not donkey sounds, um, gorilla sounds. <laughs> Here everyone's Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi! Yoshi! <laughs> I don't think Yoshi even does that in this game, though. No. It's like that. It's the weird, like, nice. Beep. 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 Wahoo! It's a flashback 64! Welcome everyone to another episode of Flashback 64, the chronological Nintendo 64 podcast. I'm Gooey, here with my co-host McKenna. Hello. Hey McKenna. And we are here with returning guests, Corey Richmond. Heyo. And Nico Sylvian. Heyo. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to Spot have on. both of you back. Um, we've yeah. got... I don't know if it can be heard, but we've got a nice, at least at uh, our home in, in Illinois, we've got a nice uh, rainy vibe going on that's setting the stage. Some ambiance. Hopefully no uh, power <laughs> issues. It might flood here, though. It might be a, we might have a wave race situation. There was some light <laughs> flooding, light flooding outside. I think I did see people with their jet skis getting ready to go. We got a flood oh, watch yep. on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. You, you guys are high up. You should be fine. <laughs> we yeah. said this to Corey. If we disappear, uh, the show is in your I'm hands. Taking over. <laughs> no one will be listening at that point. But <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're back. Uh, we want to thank everyone for um, returning once again. We actually. So in the meantime, we got some housekeeping to do. So we just launched uh, a Patreon page, and. Uh, it's it's a pretty simple thing. The only thing we really have on offer is a is one dollar per month, and it's really just a way to give us a hand if you're enjoying the show. Uh, but we've already got four patrons, uh, so we I want to shout them out. Uh, right now, the only the only really specific benefit we have is we got a special role we'll put on you in the Discord uh, if you're in there, and uh, it's got a little secret chat that only. Uh, a few of us are in so yeah. very exclusive very exclusive club yeah uh but i want to give a shout out to and as long i can't promise this but as long as it's not too many people will give you shout outs on the show um but it might it might hit a point where <laughs> you know um but anyway. oh it's gonna hit a point it's gonna hit that point we're gonna <laughs> yeah we're gonna have hundreds i'm sure but uh right now we've got our pals scurvy scurvo adriel Paul, aka Quaid, and Kai, all all pretty cool people we have over in our Discord. So uh, even if you don't want to give to the Patreon, you should come hang out in the Discord because we got a cool group of people there. New people coming all the time. It's it's a nice vibe. And of course, we have our monthly game nights that we're trying to do. Um, our first one went really well. Uh, Nico, you were there. It was a lot of fun. Um. Oh yeah, I was very was a blast. upset. I didn't. I was not there. Corey was <laughs> not like, there. 
you guys gave the the little notification and i was like maybe i should like put that on my calendar because i was fully intending to do it and then it was like the next day and i was like it just happened i missed it well as of this recording this is going to come out after the next one but we've got we've got that one night posted up there we're trying to do mm -hmm. it's we're not you know it's we're gonna go for the last monday of every month which will be like right before our episodes come out um, we're going to keep aiming for that. Obviously, it may change, but just keep looking at our, you know, we'll announce it on Discord and stuff. So uh, thanks to everyone, though, for pitching into the Patreon. And I also wanted to shout out. Um, so we just had come out, McKenna and I, we did a, a bonus episode where we went through like our favorite stuff from the first year that we covered. Um, 1996 in review. And uh, we kind of went through and we caught up with all our reviews and stuff. But just yesterday, we got a brand new review on the on the podcast. So I just wanted to shout that out. It's from Fairy Crypt, who said, I am a little bit older than the hosts, and I appreciate hearing their recollections of the cultural climate at the time of the time different games for the N64 came out. I vividly remembered when the system debuted. It was a huge deal. The hosts do a great job of explaining some behind-the-scenes information for each game, too. Just a fun podcast. So, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Um, it is a fun podcast. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, yes. Uh, I, I agreed with your review as well, Corey. So, thank you. <laughs> so, um, we're, we're all back. Uh, you, you two are back. It's great to have you back. Um, before, I mean, we've got some ground to cover, for sure. There's some serious stuff we're covering, but oh, uh, oh, before yeah. we get into the games, of course, we have to do our patented flashback segment. So <laughs> let's talk about what was going on. The time period we're covering now goes from January 16th to February 10th, 1997. Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton still dominates the top of the charts. During this entire period, we see a lot of the same previous top five songs uh, up in the uh, top five uh, but we have some newcomers we've got uh, Can't Nobody Hold Me Down by Puff Daddy featuring Mace and Wannabe by Spice Girls so we're, we're just seeing that uh, come into the midst what a jam and it's such a jam we're happy to see it Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt remained at number one for pretty much this entire period except for one week when it was briefly dethroned by the soundtrack to the film Gridlocked uh, which looked interesting uh, we didn't get a chance to check that out but it it stars Tim Roth and Tupac and uh, I'm adding it we're gonna have to start a list oh, I'm man. adding it to movies we missed because there's a handful of movies that have popped up and we just haven't had the chance to get to it but that sounds like a cool mm -hmm. one Shout out Tragic Kingdom. That's a, that's a sick album. That's I've been a, on a big No Doubt kick recently, and that that album rocks. Yes. Yeah, it was strong for like, it was almost like a two-month, it started in late 96, so just mm -hmm. a powerhouse album crushing it. it. Other albums joining in the top five, we've got the soundtrack to Romeo and Juliet, which has that amazing sick. cardigan nice. song, as well as a lot yeah. of great songs. <laughs> Uh, we've got Blue by Leanne Rimes, Secrets by Tony Braxton, which we already talked about, the top single, and the soundtrack to Evita, um, which Ooh. I'm adding that also to the list of movies we gotta watch. We 
there was a lot of movies we did watch and that one didn't make it in but that's worth a good that's worth a watch big movie soundtrack era highest grossing films we have uh michael returns the john travolta uh angel movie uh the relic which was an awesome i thought it was an awesome (laughs) uh monster movie set in the chicago the museum downtown in chicago really fun alien in a museum movie uh we had beverly hills ninja with chris farley uh oh baby (laughs) oh yeah uh jerry Maguire also returns back to the top from last month and this is also when the special edition uh release of the star wars the original trilogy occurred For its 20th anniversary, the adventure of a lifetime returns to the big screen. This is when they 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 brought back them to theaters first and then home release and they added things into it, you know, new CG effects and stuff like that. I think like those that. are the ones, I think that's the set of VHS tapes that I had growing up. Yes. I'm pretty sure. I had the original. The original. I didn't see the special edition for a long time. Yeah. She always said the, the original VHS. Those are pretty much the only versions you can watch now. Like, they've made yeah. it so you can't yeah. watch the actual one. They like, it, yeah. Yeah. Just a little... kind of crazy. Just a little annoying, but... I don't think I saw Star Wars until my adult life. This um, is probably the only version you've seen, maybe. So they're the only ones I've ever seen, for sure. I was actually listening. We went back to our our friends over on the Blockade Runner, the Star Wars podcast, and... I mentioned it when we had Ryan on the show, but they did a, they've done episodes where they recapped Star Wars in the 90s. So today I was listening to their episode on that, and one um, I guess you know it was interesting. Not only did um, they release re-release these movies, but this was the time period where principal f- photography began on the Phantom Menace. So like. Wow. Yeah, it was a great... uh, Big Star Wars time. Yeah, good marketing, obviously. Um, Yeah, we're going to see Star Wars take off again. Other big games from this time period that were released, and I I feel bad because I actually think one of these might have been in Japan and come later, but we have Diablo and Final Fantasy VII both came out in this time period. So I I think Final Fantasy doesn't hit America yet, but... Still, these are heavy hitters oh, yeah. coming out. Very big. Uh, I have very fond memories of sitting on the edge of my parents' bed, watching yeah. my dad play Diablo, <laughs> and not letting mom find out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't be caught watching something called Diablo. <laughs> I can't even that's, say that's, it. That's, that, that's the devil. The devil. Oh, no. Diablo, enter. If you dare. We also have the emergency alert system is introduced in the United States. Wait, wait, wait. The emergency alert system, like the the really loud thing on the TV. Yeah. Yeah, we might get one tonight. Terrifying. Yeah, you <laughs> might hear it on here. You might catch it on pod. Every time that happens, like, I, ever since I was a kid, I just think the world is ending. It's yeah, me too. <laughs> you think you'd get used like, oh, to it. Oh, God. Yeah, so no, it's only... No. I. I would have thought that would have happened like in the 80s, but there weren't, that's a there weren't emergencies that's what back I got. then. 
Apparently. You, know, you can fact check it. I don't know. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your kids are is about as much as they got out of that. They didn't, they didn't need yeah. some emergency yeah. alert service. No. Emergency started in the late 90s. In sports, the Green Bay Packers <laughs> beat the New England Patriots 35-21 to at the Super Bowl oh, no. 31. Um, yeah, sorry, Corey. What a shame. Uh, what a shame. A Midwest dominance, I guess. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Do it. Are we even? Are we football people here? I don't think any of us are football people. No, I like college football. Oh, that's cool. But I'm a local New Englander, so I'm an ob- obligatory New England sports fan, I guess. Mm. The Packers are actually kind of the Chicago Bears, like you know, that's kind of a rivalry, I guess. So it's not very good for us. This was Brett Favre's, I think, first win. So this is a start for a long career, and we actually watched. Some highlights. For Brett. NFL's got the whole thing on YouTube, and they've got you can click and see the highlights. So we didn't watch the game, but we watched the highlights. We watched the Blues Brothers, ZZ Top. <laughs> what a halftime show! Oh, halftime yeah. show. It's wild. <laughs> we watched some commercials. Actually, one standout commercial was one for Amazon. Do you? Did, uh-huh. Yeah, you caught that. With, well, it uh, wasn't even an Amazon commercial. It was, f- like, four different company featuring this new Amazon, you know? When you see that 2,000% a year internet growth rate, you want to just jump in. thing is, the internet can help you gain or lose a lot of customers very quickly. This was the start of it. Wow. I think it's later in the 90s where there's the whole dot-com bubble mm-hmm. thing, and, and there's a ton of that at the Super Bowl, but we were starting to see it. We watched a handful of commercials, and there's a lot of just, like, websites. Check out the internet, you know? Yeah. Computers! <laughs> yeah. Check out the interweb. In politics, Madeleine Albright becomes the first female Secretary of State for the United States. <laughs> Good for her. Yay! Yay! Feminism! <laughs> We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. You know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. I also, today at work, I listened to the 1997 State of the Union address. <laughs> <laughs> it was really annoying, but it was the first, <laughs> it was the first State of the Union to be broadcast on the internet. Wow. So oh. the internet's getting pretty wow. big. Yeah. A child born tonight will have almost no memory of the 20th century. Everything that child will know about America will be because of what we do now to build a new century. Before we can get to that new millennium, though, we got to talk about some games. Uh, let's go and dive into NBA Hang Time. NBA Hangtime is the home version of the arcade basketball game and the third basketball game developed by Midway after the first two NBA Jam games. The name was changed to Hangtime because a different publisher acquired the naming rights for NBA Jam in the home market. Gameplay is similar but with some new features like the double slam dunk and spin move. There's also a new create-a-player feature where you can customize your own basketball player. There are 29 teams to choose from, featuring rosters from the 1996 to 1997 NBA season. You can play on your own or with up to four players cooperatively and competitively. So we said no no football fans here, but how about basketball? Where, uh, Corey, Nico, where, where, are, y- where are y'all on basketball? 
I got big hands, but I use them for <laughs> piano, not basketball. Can you can you palm a basketball? I could palm a basketball in middle Ooh, school. It's hard. <laughs> My hands are too stubby to and fat. I can't get anywhere near palming a basketball okay get good mr richmond come on yeah let me extend my fingers do you ever watch much basketball or anything i've been to i've been to some nba games i I think basketball games are pretty fun to go to i went to a lot when i was in college yeah i also played basketball when i was a kid oh (laughs) i played basketball in elementary school nice (laughs) Yeah, I I stopped when I was in like when I got to high school or something. Uh huh. I, I mean, I'm five six, that. so <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was I was the kid who in middle school I was really tall, so I'd be I'd play like the tall person positions. Um, but you know, once once we got older, I I stayed the same height, so I was no. If if I still played uh basketball, I I'd be playing you know the shorter player positions you got a window of playing a completely different position yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i you know um i played it when i was a kid and then i think it was like in middle school where i basically stopped doing like sports i was like i'm a nerd yeah like i'm just gonna be a nerd (laughs) (laughs) cut it off i'm a nerd no more sports um but obviously uh for it especially around here in uh, northern illinois where i grew up uh oh, yeah. in the 90s the bulls were massive michael jordan was a legend and as i've said before you know Huge. i love i loved you know space jam i was super into and i just thought we had cool like bulls memorabilia in our house and stuff um so when i was like a real little kid i thought it was super super cool but you know by the time i got to middle school i was kind of not on that train but you couldn't escape yeah michael jordan I'm sure other places were even taken over by that, you know. We no, watched definitely. we watched even there in in that one documentary they were over in France playing and everyone was freaking mm-hmm. out because of Michael Jordan, he was a superstar. He's not even in the game oh, yeah. we're talking about, but it's hard to talk mm-hmm. about 90s and basketball without him. What about Yeah. Uh sorry Corey, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like I I didn't I grew up I grew up like the town over pretty much from Yukon and mm-hmm. during like pretty much my whole childhood was like when the Yukon women's basketball team was like absolutely dominating every other school ever. So like I actually have been to a lot of like college basketball games and I even oh, nice. when I was in school I worked for the athletics department like for set up for events and stuff so I actually like was on the court side for a bunch of our college basketball games, so I have a lot of exposure Sweet. to that. Yeah. And I've been to a couple NBA games, but not. It was never really anything I followed, like actively. Okay, I've never been to a single NBA game that, at least that I remember. Really? I know. Yeah. I, I don't. You know, growing up I in the Northwest, we don't have a lot of professional sports. I mean, Idaho has like none. Um, which is where I'm from, but you know, we'd go to Portland, we'd go to like Trailblazers games, um, down to Utah, lots of family would go to jazz games. Um, and I, I always had a blast. I mean, I, I grew up going to mostly college football games at Boise state. Cause you know, that's like, that's where I grew up. It's, all my family went to Boise state. So like, that was a big thing, but 
football games were fun, but basketball was more fun because it was like it's cl- up more up close and personal. Mm-hmm. Um, even for like yeah. big NBA games, it feels like you're like right on the court half mm-hmm. the time. It's yeah. like it's uh, and it's fast paced, whereas football, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot more. You stand around and wait for them to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basketball's go go go. It's cool. It was, I I love a an NBA game. Yeah, it was definitely the, gets real intense, especially in the nineties. Because they there was they like basically got basketball it became like the coolest sport in the world in the nineties. I feel like like the coolest thing. Yeah, um, WNBA had their first season in nineteen ninety seven. Yes. Wow. Oh, sick. Yeah. So, yeah, basketball. It was going crazy. It's a good year for basketball. Mm-hmm. And basketball, so there, naturally there's going to be a lot of video games. And um, it's, it's hard to talk about this game without mentioning NBA Jam, because this is essentially a sequel to NBA Jam. But as McKenna mentioned, uh, Acclaim had the rights to, like, the home releases of an NBA Jam and like the name on home console, so uh, this was Midway had developed them all, but that's just how it worked out. So they call it NBA Hang Time, but it's essentially NBA Jam three, I guess you could say. Three. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess uh, I don't think many of us even have much experience with NBA Jam, which is it's a classic game. Well, but I I played NBA Jam when I went to headquarters. Uh, downtown in Chicago. Oh, awesome, awesome. Um, I was I was playing it there in the arcade. Buddies, Daniel and Dalton. It was it was it was hard. <laughs> Couple beers hard. in, and you're yeah. not you're not doing so well. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just it's it's a blast. And I mean, I remember there was a machine in that um, <clears throat> in that arcade. It was I think NFL Blitz that yes. had like an an N sixty four like cartridge slot yes on the arcade machine and i I took pictures of it and i what? i think i showed it to you guys and i was like what is this mm-hmm. i was a few beers in so i don't remember a lot of that but um i i don't think the nba jam had anything like that but i'd be no. curious to see if <laughs> nba hang time arcade machines would because this was also on arcade right like there there were mm-hmm. yes yeah it, there okay. is an arcade version of it um though I don't think we've seen that. We played NBA Jam a little bit at Galloping Ghosts, but I don't think mm-hmm. they had a hang time. I, I, it's more likely that it would have something because I feel like this was. I mean, they were still Midway was still primarily arcade based at the time, but they were mm-hmm. like with like how um, Rare did with like Killer Instinct Gold. They were trying to kind of make these alongside each other sort of well you know? i'm looking at the release dates for nba hang time and it says that the arcade release was april 16th 96 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that seems like a bit of a gap to where they may not have done anything with the n64 yeah so i'm not sure mm-hmm. yeah because yeah yeah you never know if those were developed like with that in mind but yeah it could have been i believe the arcade version has has the uh 95 96 oh interesting oh so they roster. all made roster okay interesting that's cool mm-hmm. that is um, cool so yeah nba jam uh had you it, you hadn't played it much really other than no just when we played mm-hmm. it i uh you know i played that one a little bit but blitz like nico mentioned i think i've mentioned this before like that's 
the arcade sports game that I think I played uh, the most of. And I think a lot of them have a similar design philosophy in, like, the simplicity of, like, the buttons. You know, you can really kind of learn the two buttons and the turbo button. And so there's, you know, on some level, like, if you've played one of them, like, and you understand the concept of the other sport, you can kind of get into the other ones pretty yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. So there is there is sort of a... That's one thing that's nice about them is there's sort of an easy barrier to entry, but I didn't play... Yeah, I didn't play much of this back in the day. I did want to say, when I was a kid, I had on the NES, I had a game that was uh, Michael Jordan versus Larry Bird on the NES, and it was a <laughs> one-on-one basketball game where you play that's you could play as Michael Jordan or Larry Bird, and you'd... <laughs> Play one on one against each other. Just <laughs> and that was the sick. whole game. Wow. Yeah, that was, was pretty cool. Yeah, I loved it. I don't. I don't. I. I'd be interested to revisit it. But that's really the only basketball game I played a little bit of. And there was a Space Jam game that I dabbled oh. in, but it wasn't on had, N64. I don't think we had a basketball game for the N64, and I can't remember what it was because unfortunately, it's one of the very few that would like we didn't hang on to. I don't know where it went. But I know mm. we owned it, and I know I didn't really touch it that much because I was more like, "That's my brother's game. Like, I don't need to play <laughs> mm-hmm. that." But I'm sure I did. I'm, I'm sure I watched it or put my hands on it there at was, one time or another. There was probably there's a a backyard basketball game. Backyard to, basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, NBA I'm trying to remember if I, or something. I I played. I definitely remember playing the backyard baseball. Mm-hmm. Game. I, I think I I think I had PC. a few of them. I was a big the backyard games ones. are awesome. Yeah, oh, they were great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I I apologize because you know we've tried we tried to get some experts on for every game we've talked about. But as you can see, we're all kind of we're all kind of uh, noobs when it comes to NBA hang time. <laughs> but it was fun though. It was fun getting to play with you guys. It was a lot of fun. Did yes. I, I beat you guys on the second round? Did I? Yes, I did. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think we both won one. Um, Yeah, so it it was great to get to play with you. I wish we could have four people. I think Mm -hmm. that's where the game really shines because we're we're playing. We both we also we had Connor bring over his SNES Classic when we were playing a little bit of NBA Jam. I feel like Mm -hmm. that and Hang Time both have a um, like it's like I said, very easy, very like entry to like pick up and play but it's very difficult the games are both very hard mm-hmm. um and we we went with a whole we had a whole roller coaster that we went through uh trying to beat this game uh and we didn't <laughs> even realize that we started with a massive handicap um mm. there's there's all these le- we had it we didn't realize there was a difficulty level at first uh, and I I felt bad because I we we usually re- read the the manuals, but I think I just missed that part of the manual. Mm-hmm. But we had like difficulty. There's like ten levels of difficulty on it. What? And it was like wow. turned up. <laughs> which That's pretty cool. It is cool, but and McKenna can back me up here. We turned it all the way down to zero. It was or still whatever, really hard. And it was still hard. Still like really the, hard. we still so lost. So like sometimes. the game is programmed that. You cannot win by a lot. Yes. Like that's this is something that's in Blitz there's, there's and I think a, Wayne like, Gretzky. Uh luck that's wild. statistic luck slingshot element type to element. it. So if you start mm-hmm. getting ahead, then 
The other team is more likely to make shots and steal. Wow. And you're less likely to make shots. Yeah. So you can get really good at the game. They don't want you to win. Yeah, they don't want you to win. I mean, you know, I guess the arcade... That's how arcade games are. They don't want you to win. They want you to put that mm-hmm. that extra quarter in. Oh yeah. So yeah, doing. But I I feel like that's not necessarily a bad thing because when when I would play Blitz and when I play Wayne Gretzky and, and we played it together, like I felt like it kept me on my toes and it kept me feeling challenged. And there are there are harder. You know, you can make it harder on yourself. Whereas this, I felt like the baseline was already like punishingly difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, we, we did win a couple times though, so we yeah. we did we did grind it out and we won, and it was super satisfying. But I felt like it was like um, I don't know. I felt I just feel like yeah, maybe the base level difficulty was like a little bit too tough. It did feel like a lot of times we'd start out. And we'd, we'd we start really getting ahead. We'd have yeah. like a maybe double digit lead. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, start they're making a ass. shot. Take they're over. making their shots. Damn. We're missing our shots. Just, <laughs> do you think it was just more meant to be like a, a multiplayer experience? And then they just put that in the single player and we're like, yeah, this should be fine. Um. Yeah, maybe. I Because I think, I don't know if that's what they intended, but when you read like every review of it kind of says a similar thing or even NBA jam, you'd see it too, where people are like, this is great for player. It's really hard single player <laughs> though. I, I'm sure. So I found some reviews actually, I found the opposite thing where I found someone criticizing that they, they could win the game, but what they were mad about was uh, they would increase decrease the difficulty level and they wouldn't win by more because of the slingshot thing so it's like Mm -hmm. it sounds like they could beat it on any level so you can get really good at this like i don't want to diss the game and just say it's like (laughs) oh it's punishingly hard and there's nothing you can do about it like you can definitely get really good at this but some person was saying like yeah it's basically whether i'm on 10 or 1 i'm only winning by a couple baskets or whatever a couple shots Mm -hmm. (laughs) but no i mean it was still it was still pretty fun. Uh, it's hard, like I said. It's every I was trying to look up other things about it um, by other people, and like everything I looked up just led to people talking about it in comparison to NBA Jam. So I feel like it's kind of yeah. Uh, and and like there was a lot of people talking about how they think it's better than NBA Jam, but you can only ever. Th- it's it's like living in the shadow of NBA Jam a little bit, so I kind of yeah. feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I mean, that. it was a blast. I mean, we, yeah. when the three of us were playing, mm-hmm. it was you two against me, and I had a computer as my as my other teammate because it's two on two, and it was a blast. Like being able to like push you guys over and make like ridiculous half court shots and yes, I don't know. It's it's a funny game. We were laughing mm-hmm. our asses off playing it together. It's the, just a good time. The tone and the vibe of it is also, is really good. Obviously, like good vibes. Um, it's got the fun. It's arcade feel. Like mm-hmm. you've got the announcer mm-hmm. who says stuff like. The, the famous the lines. One, yeah. What's boom the shakalaka yeah. is the famous yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, boom uh, shakalaka. You know, if you make three shots in a row, they're like, he's, you go on fire. He's on he's fire. He's on fire. 
Yeah, good stuff. Then it's all over. Then it's, oh, and when it happens <laughs> like, to the oh, computer, no. we're like, ugh. <laughs> I think we did do this enough, but I also think it would be fun to do, like, one-on-one, like, someone playing with the computer against you, you mm-hmm. know, kind of on an even playing field a little bit more. Um, compared to, like, Wayne Gretzky when we were playing, it was more fun, I think, to team up, you know, just because mm-hmm. of how the difficulty mm-hmm. worked out there, but... um. Some of the stuff they add to this was kind of cool, like, you can, if you enter your name and a code, you can basically create a player, um, and they've got fun. I like when games have that feature, that's so cool. It's not much, like, you just pick, like, your head and, uh, (laughs) your uniform, and then you have, you have stats, though, that you can increase, Mm -hmm. um, and you can pick some unique stuff, like, I made an alien, I kind of made a lady. Yeah, a lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you can pick cool. their their nickname. Yeah. So, so mine, I'd be playing, and they go, uh, "Fat boy's got the ball." <laughs> His nickname was Fat Boy. <laughs> you had Shadow. Yeah, I think I had changed it a few times. Okay, okay. Um, I read. I read yeah. those give you attributes too, like secret hidden ones. Oh. Depending on yeah, so that's kind of lots neat. of hidden info in the game. It's so, so mysterious the, for a basketball game. I don't game. think we won. Did we win with our creative players? We eventually or, did. Yeah. Okay. So that that was the other thing we we're struggling with is I think the the NBA players. They have better. They have better stats. Stats. You can get more like skill points to give to your creative players, but you have to win you have to, to do win. that. <laughs> <laughs> Which we did. Uh. <laughs> but you have to win four times to get one stat point. So it's a little tough. Um, and they also at the end of each game they do a little trivia (laughs) section Uh, oh yeah you you know your uh 1997 nba trivia yeah (laughs) then you can get some points yeah so they ask and yeah if you get like x amount of those points you can also get a stat point so um that's pretty cool uh one other fun aspect about the vibe was uh, the music. I thought, mm-hmm. and uh, I really, I really wanted to shout out the yeah. Here it is. The uh, in the halftime, they play the full theme song called "What You Gonna Do" by rapper oh, yeah. M Doc. M Doc, and he raps about the game pretty much. It's kind of like a credits uh-huh. rap for the game, and it really pumps you up. Uh, so I really enjoyed that aspect of the game as well. Just, there's a lot of fun Yo, music. Yo, Doc is from Chicago. Whoa! <laughs> there you nice. Go. Um, one fun... So, McKenna and I watched uh, a documentary about Midway called Insert Coin, and they kind of talked about, like... Ooh, yeah. A handful of their prominent games, and it was it was kind of just, like, tidbits of, you know, information about them, and they kind of described the process of, of making a couple of them. They've got some insider interviews um they didn't talk about this but they're talking about uh nba jam but uh one chicago anecdote that stuck out was they were talking about the developers who are based in chicago this is a chicago uh studio but the guy like in charge of this game hated chicago (laughs) so he actually like didn't give them as good of stats and he gave uh the pistons detroit pistons who kind of like were the rivals better like like secretly like i think he tweaked wow. with some of the percentages or something like that he basically like favored it so if you played as the bulls you weren't gonna do as well 
regional animosity. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> Savage. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was a fun game. Like uh, I'd probably play. It, I'd definitely play it some more if we if we had some more people over. Like if we yeah, get a four get player a four game going. Player, yeah. Uh definitely. I like I said. I don't like a little difficult. I don't want to complain too much about it though, because I feel like we did overcome it. It was very satisfying. Yeah, yeah you you got up out of your chair. Oh yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, <laughs> oh, I was charged up. Goo was getting. I mean, I, I definitely like to, you know, give my creative player some of those skill points. That would that would take a lot of playing, though. Well, I think you do. You probably get points from playing against your friends, though, too. So that's what we need to get. Yeah. Is like, yeah, get all our friends. Everyone's got to create a player, um, mm-hmm. and you know, start playing and level our people up and that would be pretty cool so Corey, next time you're over we'll play some NBA yeah. hang time <laughs> uh, yeah i'll just I'll, I'll make a player and we'll play uh before we Let's move on any uh, anybody got any final words on the game i would say i don't honestly i've never been like the biggest sports game fan mm-hmm. but this style where it's like a little silly always makes it more fun for me like when the when they're just like super serious like i don't want to play it it's not fun to me like i want to be able to shove my um buddies down and steal the ball and make a ridiculous shot and catch on fire you know (laughs) yeah the rules are uh they throughout the rules you can shove and push people down and stuff it's a lot of fun um and and they do have too. There are you mentioned secrets. Like there are there is silly stuff. Like I think in this one, I think it's a little different. I think in NBA Jam you could unlock Mortal Kombat characters, which I think the <laughs> NBA wasn't happy about. Actually, so much cooler. They might have made them make them take it out, or like maybe that's why they made it a secret. I don't know. Uh, someone mm. with more folks gotta write in about that. But I think in this one. You could unlock Ed Boon, who like was one of the creators of Mortal Kombat, so that's kind of funny. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, McKenna. Yeah, it it kind of reminded me, you know, it's it's a two. I don't I don't know. Did we mention it's two v two? Yeah, two v two. So yeah, it's similar to it's like, like Wayne Gretzky, where it's not like a full. Right, but it, it reminded me of like playing basketball when I was a kid. It would usually be. Me, my sister, and my two neighbors. So we would just do two, two v two basketball games. Okay. And that's like you know we didn't have a full court. We just had a uh, one basketball hoop and kind of have to make up where we played. But mm-hmm. it you know it's kind of like doing that. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. It has a bit more of a there's a more fun it's factor than it's basketball. like strict basketball simulation for sure yeah the, la- the last thing i would say about it um and it's me comparing it again to nba jam uh is i actually think a lot a lot of the people were saying like oh it's like it but better because it has all these things added i actually felt like when we went back and played nba jam i appreciated the the simplicity of it all you know like it there's just a few things added in this which i saw some reviewers say like they didn't change enough but like they added like the double dunks and mm-hmm. uh, with the joystick, like if you hit, if you moved it different directions when you shot, you'd do like a different type of shot or whatever. I like, mm-hmm. I liked playing NBA Jam and just kind of like 
like not even thinking about that stuff. Like I just want to do some sick dunks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't want to try to plan a double dunk or whatever. I want to charge at the hoop and slam dunk or shoot a three. You know, like I don't know. I think keep it keep it simple with these is what is the formula for me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, it's a little interesting. Can I say one last thing that oh, I think is kind of, of cool? Um, just like reading through the wiki, just out of like curiosity for more about this game is that um apparently a lot of reviewers criticized the playstation version of the game for having super long load times and said that because of that the n64 version was better wow Mm. and like like tried to convince people to buy the n64 version so that's a win for nintendo baby (laughs) yeah take that disc system video games (laughs) What Ooh. Final Fantasy Seven? Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. I don't <laughs> think so. I have to. I need three discs to play one game, please. <laughs> Let's. Uh, we gotta transition over into uh, the main event. It's gonna be hard to think of things to say about this game. Let's talk yeah. about. <laughs> Real hard. Mario Kart sixty four. Fasten your seatbelts for a three hundred and sixty degree burn. Precision handling for one to four drivers. New Mario Kart 64. It really kicks asphalt. Mario Kart 64 is the second game in the Kart Racing Mario spin-off series and the first in 3D. It features eight Mario characters and 16 tracks organized into four cups which you can race in with up to four players. Players use special items to gain an advantage, such as mushrooms to give themselves a speed boost or shells to slow down the other racers. In time trials, you can race to get the fastest time with the option of racing a ghost character who follows the path of a previous racer. There's also a battle mode featuring four stages in which players again use special items to attack the others, this time in an attempt to be the last man standing. It's this was one where it's like what what more could be said about this game but of course we always got um Corey let's start with you how about you tell us just how you've encountered the game Mario Kart 64 in your life Ooh I don't know how it came about but this is <laughs> one of the ones where like if you ask me what games I had for the N64 when I was a kid this was it was just there it's always been there. This had to have been one of the first games, if not like the first game we got for the N64. And this was easily one of the most played out of all the N64 games we had, because this was one that I would play by myself. I would play with my brother. We would play with friends. We would play at other friends' houses. And this was also my first Mario Kart game. I didn't play the original till years later into like into my adulthood and stuff so this this was one of the big ones for me for sure that's cool nico how about how about you um growing up i thought this was the first mario kart game um (laughs) because it's the only one i had ever seen before um we played this a lot in my house growing up because it was one that was just easy for even like my mom who never played video games like we had four and 64 controllers so me, my sister, mom, and dad would all hop in and play. I always made sure to get Toad. And um, I think my dad would play as Mario. My mom would play <laughs> as Peach. 
Aww. I think my sister played as Yoshi um, almost all the time. And like that was one of the games that I don't think there's ever been another video game other than maybe like Wii Sports that the four of us ever played together. Like that was mm-hmm. just like the only time that was Mario Kart 64 because it's easy. I mean, you can hop in. I mean, OK, going back and playing it now, it's not easy, but like it's easy to play. <laughs> yeah. It is unlike easy to pick um, up. All the all the games are very, I think, easily beatable on like the 50 CC level yeah. at least. Yeah. So mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. if you're playing yeah. later, yeah. How about you, McKenna? No, but this. So uh, I was gonna say the same thing about the playing with family, and this along with like Wii Sports being like the one game I remember playing with my family. Like my the rest of my family isn't really aren't really big gamers but i definitely remember playing this when i was very young with the rest of my family and i always credit it it was either this or pokemon yellow that was my (laughs) first video game uh i i don't remember you know my memories from then is not good enough to figure out which one might have been this because this did release earlier but you know, I was young enough that you know I I got, I could have played Pokemon Yellow first as well. But yeah, one of my earliest video game memories. This is also mm-hmm. the first um, game that we've covered that I played back Pretty then. You know, I'm not playing this nice. for the first time for the podcast. Uh huh. So. This is a cool moment. Childhood memories about this game. <laughs> yeah, not not just uh, you know, I'm in my late twenties playing an old game for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm I have a similar thing to uh, all of you, where like this was the main one I played. I think I like at the time, maybe not before, but like around then, became aware of Super Mario Kart, and I thought it was so cool that you could play as. Koopa Troopa in that one so I was always kind of like mesmerized by that game as well but this was for me like the original uh, Mario Kart and it's also one um, where like it's nostalgic for me because of the late 90s it's nostalgic for me because of my uh, early 20s (laughs) and it's still and like we're still playing it today like it's one where it's come up a lot. And you mentioned kind of the, you all have mentioned sort of how the ease of play. And I think that's Mm -hmm. um, from the beginning, the series strength is that it's easy to pick up and play compared to your other racing games. Um, But also um, with this game specifically, one thing that is awesome about it is that to a lot of people like in our age range, like pretty much everyone's played it. Not everyone, but pretty much everyone. And it's one game. That's why it's been, over the course of my life, been a game that it was, like, easy. Like, if you got four people and you got that game around, you can just start playing it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, a blast. And, you know, it's not something that everyone's playing all the time. So, like, you know, some people will be good. But you know what I mean? Like, everyone kind of gets in there yeah. and it's, it's mixing it up. And you know what I mean? It's, like, it's such a good game to revisit because of that. Um, and that's a strength... I think the game has, um, like, compared to, I guess, even, like, other kart racers, um, 
it's not even whether or not it's the best one, but more that it's like just so universal, you know what I mean? That uh, everyone remembers it and can play it. So um, yeah, I have fond memories of, you know, doing the, and you've mentioned this too, like the don't drink and drive the drinking game back when I was Mm -hmm. uh, in my twenties, like doing that burial cart. Yeah. Where (laughs) like this, like, like I said, I could get together with my friends who, you know, we didn't even play that. We weren't, you know, not friends I had when I were kids, but like we could all like com- it's competitive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I had a I had an N64 set up in my dorm room my sophomore or freshman year of college. And mm-hmm. um, I remember like that's how I made friends in my dorm. <laughs> I would leave my my door open and like people would walk by and me and like one other person would be playing Mario Kart and I'd I'd just be like, yo, you want to hop in, play some Mario Kart 64 when like two people would be walking by like back from dinner or whatever. Who's going to say no to that, right? Like we're just like hanging out, playing Mario Kart. Everyone's like, yeah, heck yeah, I'm going to come play. And I I actually made like a lot of friends that way in college. So I don't know. Like you're right, Goo. It is one of those games that anyone really can just hop in and enjoy. Yeah, you need to know like a couple buttons, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say is like, it's so easy that like you could even put it in front of a child who has like a just basic comprehension of what's going on and just say, hold A to go. And like Mm -hmm. they can they can compete, you know, with any casual group of people that have played Mario Kart. And eventually they'll get an item and be like, how do I use this thing? And then it's like, all right, I got to teach him the one other button. (laughs) But other than that, it's like it really is. That's such a strength of like you said kart racers in general and this wasn't the it wasn't even the first mario kart but this is just so pick up and play and like you said goo like mentioning burial kart style like adults playing you can get good at this game there are some people that are like crazy good at this game and do tech stuff and speed runs and stuff like that but like the the game can change depending on like how experienced the players are but even so, like you can have someone who's really good and have someone who's not that good and just find a way to like include everyone in the play, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh like the early like you're talking about a kid kid playing it, and that is one of my first memories of this, because I play like I played it like right around when it came out. And so I was six years old and uh there was one kid who I would always go over to his house to hang out or whatever, and we play games and stuff. And some of my earliest memories of playing this game are actually me teaming up with uh, his older brother, who I thought was so cool because he was like, I don't know, he's probably only like four years older, but you know, I'm seven and he's he's in the double digits. I'm like, man, this this is like a, practically an adult that I'm playing with. <laughs> but we would play the two player Grand Prix together. And this is so, this is so nice of him thinking back. Cause we would, we would like, it was like, we're a team. And so like, he would specifically be like, okay, uh, uh, I got the lightning, but I'm not going to use it. Like, oh, you got, you got the star. Okay. We'll use that. And I'll use the lightning. And he was like helping me win with him. We were, we were kind of doing really that. Nice. We were doing, we were doing that. Doing some, uh, we, some co-op. It, it eventually got there. <laughs> Except I think. for the one time where you, uh blocked me from getting all of the items yeah that was kind of a mean one and toad's turnpike <laughs> where they're all lined up i was just getting them i all. was right behind you 
I know I should have stopped time. doing that after like the first lap. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it takes that I... takes talent though, getting all four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So going in a straight line. Um, <laughs> this game... So I feel like the big like obviously racing is a huge. Just the regular versus mode is a huge draw of this game and all Mario Kart games, but. I don't know if this was the case for you guys, but out of all the Mario Kart games, I feel like, and it could just be, you know, the age range of the people I was playing with that we actually cared more to try out other modes, but I felt like this was the most prevalent the battle mode was in Mario yeah. Kart. I remember doing the balloon battles, like, with, we often would do that way more than even racing, because that's even more so just, like, wild four people going at it in this little ring. I had a group um, like of the friends. skyscraper level was iconic. Oh, oh it's awesome. And you're just running around getting items and bashing people. I had a group of friends where the battle was all we did. Like the only thing we <laughs> yeah. did was yeah. battle. Because we you, you get if you have more than four people too, like you know, okay, lo- loser leaves, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, you could just play a million games of it, and uh, you know, you could if even if you lost, it was fun because you got to be the bomb, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but battle. Yeah, I think future games. It's it's another case of I think keep it simple. I think future games battle modes they they can all be fun. I think they've all been. Yeah, they have some level of fun you can get out of it. But there's all it's always just like I don't know too many modes and too mm-hmm. many things. It's like just let me pick a course, pick a guy, get in there, three balloons. Yeah, three balloons, boom. items, and just go. Yeah, yeah. So there's the simplicity. I think is in there. Um, I wanted to quick mention, uh, cause I think we we're, were talking about the original game. Uh, I think from the beginning, the series is just about like a simple joy of, of go-karts <laughs> and, uh, yep. mm-hmm. it, from the yeah. start, that is like, it's like way less high stakes than like, you know, your slick racing games or, um, actually we were watching the, um, the gaming historian has a great video on the development of Super Mario Kart. And the whole thing that sparked development of it was that F-Zero for the SNES was such a big hit that, but Miyamoto felt like disappointed there was only a single player game. And so they wanted, he wanted to basically, he told them like basically make this, but two player. And they found that with that many people playing, they couldn't have as long of like screens basically of as many screens to make the track out of. So they had to condense it. So they're like, well now you can't go that fast. So they had to kind of rework mm-hmm. and make it little, like make it little go into carts. carts. So yeah, there's, I, I don't know. There's even from the beginning, there's just something like, I don't know, uh, simple, cute, charming about it. Uh, that, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really says a lot that they, they always bring those courses back to, cause there's, there's just something so sweet and so charming about the first handful of Mario Kart games that it's always worth revisiting, you know? I think that is a, one of the huge draws of this game over the original. Like if you're just comparing them side by side, they both have similar like kind of similar vibes, but one thing that this game has in spades over the other one is like the different courses and the way that they're laid out because mm-hmm. of the transition to 3D, they were able to do so much more with oh, yeah. it because that's something that in the original game, it's like 
infinitely frustrating even going back now it's just like it feels like you're going over this like flat map and you can't tell where the obstacles are and stuff <laughs> and then in this it's like fully rendered and it was originally or the, the early name for it whatever was like mario kart r or something for mm -hmm. rendered and like <laughs> they that they're it's they're just able to communicate racetracks and obstacles so much better and of course with that comes like the the aesthetic of all the different levels like so mm -hmm. many of the different courses have their own music tracks which i've been listening to in the background this whole time they all have like awesome. their, their different unique obstacles like banshee boardwalk has like the holes and stuff and like ghosts popping up everywhere and of course rainbow road has all the crazy stuff in the background and it's all just oh, yeah. everything is super super memorable super unique to each mm -hmm. individual track and it's it makes them so much more memorable yeah. set apart from even the tracks the rest of the tracks in the game for sure yeah that definitely they were they branched out a lot more i don't necessarily hold it against the original game i think it was it worked oh, no. well within its constraints yeah. i think they do a good job of like even being like, yeah, this is like Mario Circuit 2, you know? So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, but mm -hmm. now, yeah, going back, even in Mario Kart Super Circuit we were playing, they they started to do that a little bit. Like, there's some Mario Circuit 2, but then by the time you're getting to the later ones, it's like, or not even the later ones, it's like, there's like Cheese Land and stuff like that. There's yeah. some, yeah. I don't know, I'm actually always kind of charmed and blown away by, like, what they can do with so little and i think even yeah. now at this point mario kart 64 impresses me in that regard like well i think yeah. when you guys were playing uh super mario kart um i was watching i i don't think i was playing i was watching you guys play um in the living room and i mm -hmm. think we kind of mentioned that a lot of the like limitations are what spark creativity in these games because, you know, they have to reuse assets and they have to figure out how to make their idea work with the limitations given on the console that they're working on, which mm -hmm. is huge. Um, and I mean, that goes all the way back to like the uh, Super Mario Brothers. I mean, right. You, the, the clouds or the bushes, you know, like, yeah. everyone, like everyone knows that. And I mean, it's just those little things. And you can you can see it in. Um, in previous uh mario kart but not in this one you don't see it as much because you do have the the 3d rendered worlds with yeah. your 2d sprite characters but mm -hmm. you like hardly oh, yeah. even notice that your character is 2d mm -hmm. like you genuinely yeah. don't because so, it's so well done it looks super cool and i want to briefly talk about actually because we're playing stuff on the original hardware on crt mm -hmm. and we for mario kart night we were playing it on NSO and there's some, I actually like, I think there's something cool about both versions. Cause in the NSO one, it's like, you know, it's super clean and you can really, you can like see everything like unclouded almost quote unquote. That sounds like bad saying clouded, but you know what I mean? You see like every pixel, every inch mm -hmm. you can like almost marvel at that. Like I see the pixel of the driver. It's so much more clearly like, a pixel lot guy and i'm looking yeah. at it and i'm just like appreciating the sprite work i'm like oh that looks so cool and how it turns you know mm -hmm. compare that to when we were playing on the crt like it like the fuzziness of it almost makes it look like oh this Adds is like a 3d effect. yeah mm -hmm. like it made yeah. it look even more like 
a 3D yeah. guy on the screen. So I thought, I don't know, there's some there's something almost cool about that. Like, I, there's a value in both almost that I get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about, actually, one way they got around, or it's not even a limitation, but one way they are able to design the, the original game's courses was they had an in-game uh, course maker, mm-hmm. you know, where they could be like, okay, we're plopped down four blocks here. And that got you yeah <laughs> all i was up. like oh they should they gotta make a, a mario kart maker oh like, yeah that's, that's gotta be the next into one of the games yet i feel like Why? i keep thinking the like super mario kart would at least be easy to do like right? mario yeah. kart 8 deluxe feels like you know their ultimate mario kart so it's like where are you gonna go from here and yeah well i, I had two ideas it was so like the they gotta go somewhere mario kart maker or the like the other you pitched the, basically you, diddy kong you bring, yeah you bring in like different vehicles <laughs> like you bring in you bring in the the wave race jet skis the all the pilot wings vehicles and do all kinds of different courses and race mm-hmm. so then it becomes i think kind they of might more than actually do that mario in, kart in a future game they won't they <laughs> yeah, probably won't ever make that another diddy kong racing they'll probably just co-opt yeah like just the get premise the, I mean, all the, donkey, get the tears of the kingdom vehicles characters are in there yeah yeah, yeah um, you mentioned mario kart 8 deluxe and like a lot of people have been like have a similar view of that and it's like well they might as well just do nintendo kart now like just branch mm-hmm. it basically make it smash but mario kart because like they already have like villager and link and like a bunch of other Nintendo characters that aren't actually Mario characters in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So, but I don't know. I think they'll True. they'll find a way to do something. Because I, I I never picked up Mario Kart 8 Deluxe mm-hmm. because I have I got Mario Kart 8 when it came out and played it a bunch on the Wii U and no one else was playing it. Uh, like, this is awesome. Yeah, that was me. And for then a it long came out time. for the Switch, and I was like, I don't need that. No, <laughs> and then they decided, you know what? Everyone's buying this game, so let's just keep adding stuff to it. And I'm like, dang it, come on! That's what got me. It really feels like the final Mario Kart, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, what, what do they do next? Add more vehicles. Um, yeah. Let's make it the Smash Bros. of racing games. Let's do some real basic stuff quick. Uh, what's everyone's character they play as? Toad. Peach. Peach. Okay. Um, Corey. Mine's either Luigi or Toad. Either. Hmm, you don't sound <laughs> committed to Luigi then. Mm, depends how I'm feeling. Okay, we might. I would say to... on on average I go Luigi more, but I I've been known to play Toad. We might have to have a Luigi off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Luigi oh, off, wow. and then if I lose, I'll have a Toad off with Nico. Tune in next week for the Luigi off. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, characters. And there, are, there are different stats attributed to the characters, but it's not until Super Circuit, I think, where they... I think that came out next, or did Double... I don't remember. But did, yeah. that's when they start telling you the stats of everyone. But uh, if you read, you know, the manual or Nintendo Power or whatever, they they explain it. So I guess that's fair. Can't be too mad. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's like... F- the basic ones that they've had that is still pretty much the ones now are like weight acceleration and top speed pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I was watching, um, when I was watching you guys play super Mario Kart with, you were playing uh, donkey Kong jr. 
<laughs> and like he took forever to get up and go. Yeah. Like his acceleration mm-hmm. sucked, but then his mm-hmm. top speed was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wow, I've never like sat and like paid attention to that because I'm always just playing my favorite character, so I know how they move. So mm-hmm. interesting. Like Bowser, I think, are the the big the big mm-hmm. boys. Yeah. They get going, but they are slow. Heavyweights. That's I have a specific memory of a few years playing Super Mario Kart against a couple of my friends who are they're like just a hand like a couple years older than me, but to where that would have been the one they first really got into and they were just kicking my butt. And I was like, I was talking to my one friend and I was like, what's you know, what's your secret? And they were like, I just this isn't really good advice, I don't think. But they were like, I just knew when I, I learned when I played this when I was a kid that if I picked Bowser and I didn't hit the walls that mm-hmm. I would win. It's <laughs> like, OK, great. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that adds up. Um nowadays so, there are so many different little factors like getting all the, the getting your eight and, coins and like the different boosts and different I like the coins and glad they, and stuff. They brought that back. That was in the original and and super yeah. mm-hmm. circuit. So those were cool. With the courses, it's there's not really one on this that's like not iconic, I think. It's just yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's so classic. But does, they are. They're all iconic. Does everyone want to give a favorite course? Oh, DK's Jungle Parkway. Okay. Great one. That's a sick one. I like getting the coconuts thrown at me when I'm off course, oh, which yeah. always happens. I, I, like I try them. to land on the cruise ship. That ship is cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah, like you, I would do that all the time. For sure. <laughs> I feel like you can go gamble there. It's like yeah, a, it's like a it's like gambling riverboat. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle middle of the of the like a Nile River kind of situation. Yeah, DK Jungle Casino. Right I was always it's fond tough. of Royal Raceway. Yeah, that's a classic too. Another the big uh, jump. Yeah, in the castle. Another uh, off course. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You can go get stuck. I there. always remember thinking there's something cool there. Like trying to unlock, like, can I meet Yoshi? And it's, oh, I am Yoshi. Um, Hell is real. Corey, what, what about you? I think uh, that's, that's really tough. I think if I had to pick one on the spot right now, it would probably be Koopa Troopa Beach. Because that's just, really? it's just, yeah, I love Koopa Troopa mm-hmm. Beach. I think that's my least favorite course. Ooh. Why? I... I'm bad at it. Oh, <laughs> what I like about I loved about that one as a kid was it had it had obvious an obvious secret that was mm-hmm. like achievable. You know what I mean? Like I could mm-hmm. figure out yeah, like going through the cave and you jump I in like that the, cave. I, yeah, I like that's why I like it so much is because it's just like a natural like you're following the coastline, but it has those little like split off paths and it's got a bunch of jumps and stuff too. Mm-hmm. And that soundtrack is unstoppable the soundtrack just, yeah just unbeatable yeah there's a i want to shout out a couple songs but mckenna what's your favorite course i'm a rainbow road gal rainbow uh, road. yeah i always yeah. love doing the rainbow roads last night i was playing some mario kart 8 deluxe i played all four rainbow roads in a row mm-hmm. yeah that was a sweet lineup oh <laughs> yeah yeah you're really into the, the make your own cup situation yeah <laughs> i mean i'm gonna have to ask just, some some people to give me their uh 
make your own cup. Do you have, I know this isn't specifically about Mario Kart 64, but do you have a favorite Rainbow Road? Because I do. Probably that one, I know you had not. us. I, it's the yours. one, The one you had, I really liked that you one. You just blew our minds on it, honestly. It, that one was it's really good. no one I, remembers it. Uh, what game? Well, I don't Mario, think it's, it's Mario 3DS. Kart Seven. Yes, yeah, so that I had never. Which one is that? Is that the one where you're like on the moon before? or something? Yeah. Uh, it was I don't really like that cool. One. Um, That's my favorite. I don't like that. I think that departs too much from from the Rainbow Road of old. But it's space. It's so yeah, good. but that's it's like <laughs> it's not Moon Road. Road. Yeah, exactly. That's what I don't like about it. Is it's like. This isn't spaced. Like, just make a space station course. Like, that would be sick. But, like, sure. Rainbow Road should be you're on a big, crazy rainbow where you can fall off in the middle of no. Like, oh my God. You can fall off on crazy, that one. Crazy, like, yeah, yeah. trip. You're outvoted on this one, Corey. Uh, no, it has no, no. the best Mario. It has the best uh, song for any Rainbow Road, in my opinion. Well, see, I think Dude. my favorite Rainbow Road is probably from Double Dash. And that's just like a straight up like crazy corkscrews and you're going to fall off of like 5,000 times, like super yeah. heat of the moment. Like, you know, on the Wii, that's a pretty wild rainbow road. You know, I, I really like the Nintendo 64 one as well as the, yeah. uh, the new version of it in Mario Kart. Yeah, 8. I do too. There is uh, something very special about, about just, just so... like going on this, big rainbow road and there's it's like such good vibes the... yeah, the, yeah yeah so it's a little different in in the original uh it's just like these neon like line art faces. pictures those of are the cooler though faces and yeah <laughs> I, it is I really cool older. um in the new one it's fireworks not as cool they're not yeah, yeah they don't I have like all the neon colors but I don't know. Yeah. I, I like the no, way fire, that it, fires aren't as good. It, it, you know, it's this. It's a good reinterpretation. It's a remake. Yeah, it's a reinterpretation. It's not like a one to one. I like they do that with it's the old a, ones. Like refresher. Mm -hmm. It's got yeah. the train and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love. Rainbow this Road. Rainbow Road in particular, the N64 one, is like it feels like such a great because Rainbow Road has gotten this reputation a little bit of being like one that's like way too intense or difficult for like casual rounds and stuff but like mm -hmm. this one feels very specifically like it's a got bumpers end of it's the chill yeah <laughs> yeah it feels like a chill like end of the game appreciation of like you did it so let, let's cruise yeah. through space on a rainbow it's and like just chill, appreciate this game but also hype yeah. Well, it's it's also got that big <laughs> downhill section right at the beginning where I... McKenna, when we were playing on the game night, As you just I just jumped right, right off. I <laughs> you just I recorded it. I'm gonna I'm gonna post it on Twitter after this episode Please comes do. out. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> it takes forever. I was for like, you to fall when off. am I gonna fall? <laughs> I'm still just going in space now. It was like, it's have I totally have I now. broken the game? Am I just gonna keep going into the void? <laughs> and it's like right at the beginning of the course, yeah. and so you're just like screwed right from the get go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do. Before we go, want to mention the music real quick because I think it's yeah. a big part of, of the vibe of the game and overall. Big time. I want to add it's just here. the vibe of the game. I've said this before, and I kind of attribute this to our buddy Connor, but because uh, he kind of 
got the idea in my head, but like of this era of Mario games is before the definitive 3D vibe of Mario is set. And I think you see that in Mario 64 and you see that in this, where it's just like, I said this about Mario 64, where two playing it, it's like, this game feels like the future. It feels like Y2K. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just, there's like yeah. these 3D elements in it that wouldn't fit now in a Mario game, but like, they just look so, you know, it's like, and they, they pop, everything pops, and it's just got cool, like, polygonal 3D stuff. And then it's got like, I, the music is carried over more, but it's just got like some out of nowhere, just like, I don't know. I think like the song that plays after you win a race and they're just tallying up your points mm-hmm. that it's like this fran- almost frantic, but chill song. Like, I don't know. There's just yeah. the drums are just kind of, you know, yeah, it's <laughs> like, there's, there's definitely some, that's kind of like just this, this era of video game music too. Like the N64 has soundtracks that slap. But, like, there's this weird, like, funkiness to it that's, like, a little, like, I it would feel a little, like, I would probably love it in Mario games nowadays, but it would feel distinctly, like, off-brand almost. Yeah. Unless they, it's, like, they're trying to go for something specific. But, like, it works so well in this. There's, like, a bunch of, bunch of courses with tracks that have, like, steel drums and stuff. Steel drums, like that was big at the time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do you have a favorite standout track? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like, like, just the the song that plays when you turn it on. The Welcome to Mario Kart song. Yeah. I, I All these, because of that thing I just mentioned, I like that. I like the select screen music. Yep. And I like like where They're it's tallying awesome. up your points at the end of the race. I love the all the in between songs. All the in betweens. I think my favorite would probably be Rainbow Road. Hmm. Or also because it's one of my favorite tracks would be um Koopa Troopa Beach. Because it's just so mm-hmm. fitting and tropical and relaxing. Ding, ding, and ding, ding, ding. There's a sweet <laughs> remix of it that I found that's so so good it's just like pure summer yeah it's a, it's a chill out song you you have one Ken? you're gonna say yeah rainbow i yeah rainbow road's really good <laughs> D, dk yeah, jungle is. is awesome oh it's yeah. just the perfect vibe it fits it so well the jungle yeah type music yeah i'm i'm a big wario stadium music fan you know like that Oh yeah, yeah. and it's just, and then you get that funky. It's that funky organ in there. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's so good. It's actually kind of a hilarious song too. When you like hear the the sound they use for the bass on that one, and then it comes up a lot actually in like the Yoshi one. The bass has a a weird like wet (laughs) sound to it. It does. It's like a funky wet sound. That I'm like, yeah. interesting choice, but it makes it so much more fun, I think. Frappe Snowland is a is a classic too. All those mm-hmm. ones where it's like super fitting to the the atmosphere of the track. It's mm-hmm. like those are the ones that I love so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um gosh, yeah. I mean we could go on and on. We could talk about all kinds of other Mario game uh 
Mario Kart games, because um, I'm sure we have memories for all of those, but I mean, we might have to just like, <laughs> we might have to call it for now and come back to it or something, because, gosh, yeah. Bonus. Any, anybody have any final things they wanted to get out there about Mario Kart 64, though, before we go? What's your favorite item? <laughs> oh, interesting, yeah. Well, I mean, probably the lightning. The lightning. If you're yeah. if you're behind, lightning I mean, is brutal. I, running over people. I feel like oh, the yeah. lightning in this game lasts like an extra long time. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's a massive help. Star. I mean, star is so good. I'm a defensive player, so I'm a big old fan of that. The three shells. Oh, you know, yes. specifically, if they get the red. Ooh. Yeah, I was just going to say, mine's, mine's the triple good. red shell, because that's just, but not for the defensive reason, more for, like, like everyone ahead of me, I'm like, oh, you're done, you're done. Battle mode, I think that's great to have, you can just run into people. Yeah, you know, it's, if you get triple yeah. shell in battle mode, you just, you won. <laughs> well, yeah. unless, uh, unless you got the star. Yeah, the star trumps that's it, yeah. a, I remember having multiple moments during, when we were doing battle mode, where, like, we both have a star, <laughs> and it would just be like a like a, a standoff. Stand stand yeah. Either that or like you'd be care you you get the star, but you'd be carrying it around for a while, waiting for somebody mm -hmm. to pass you by. <laughs> I dare you to come near me. Type situation. That's all. It's, it's also really fun is, to get when yeah. you're on Rainbow Road because it's just like oh yeah, so much rainbow, rainbow going vibe. on. Yeah. This mm -hmm. this really was like truly one of those games where my buddies and I, when we were six, seven, having sleepovers, we would build a fort. We'd grab our like our popcorn and our cans of root beer, <laughs> mm. and like have the TV set up with the N sixty four underneath the blankets, you know, in our little fort, and we'd be <laughs> playing Mario Kart together, and you know. Someone mm -hmm. got the blue shell and then we'd kick him out of the fort, you know? <laughs> like, you're not allowed to hang out with us anymore. You yeah. used a blue shell. <laughs> blue shell's classic, too. Can't yeah. forget the blue shell. But it's truly, like, just one of those games that, like, will always hold so many memories for me because it's a game I've been playing since I started playing video games. And it's mm -hmm. one that I go back to so often for being like a retro game quote unquote oh yeah um yeah it really is cool to just be able to go back and anyone can pick it up and get to play with your buddies and it's always fun <laughs> yeah 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 it's the first four player game in 1997 and it's the second four player game for the n64 and i think it's i mean one of the best uh, or no, it's the third, third? NBA Hangtime, yeah. of course. NBA Hangtime, yeah. Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. But this, yeah, yeah, this is such a universal game. Um, it's classic. Um, yeah, what more? What more? Well, I'm there's a lot more to the victory so lap much. music, and it's making me a little emotional thinking about well, the game now. Well, <laughs> uh, I'm playing. Bam, I'm bam, listening bam, to Rainbow bam, Road bam, right now. Uh, I like that you're listening to the music. <laughs> It brings a little tear to my eye. <laughs> Good game is is what mm. I have to say. Good game. So put the pedal to the metal and the rubber to the road. Throw that joystick in overdrive and kick asphalt. Thank you for coming on and talking about this game with us. Um, we're in early 1997, and our next episode we're gonna do 
is a it's we're just gonna do one game in the episode uh, how about that and there's <laughs> sounds good there's a reason why um i it it, it i'm not gonna explain why though because it's <laughs> it's silly to explain but we've mapped out how some of these episodes are gonna go some are gonna have one game um our next episode next game we're covering is on turok dinosaur hunter Turok. Which was a pretty, I thought was a pretty badass game when I was a kid. Uh, so we're going to see what it's like. I wasn't allowed to play it. <laughs> I remember it being pretty intense. You know, it was one of those games where you pick your blood color. I associate that wow. in Resident Evil. So, yeah, spoilers, wow. but that's what we're talking <laughs> about next. <laughs> um, cool. Like like I mentioned at the top, everyone go check out our Patreon and also hey, get uh... You've Discord. got a new Patreon patron as right. of a few minutes ago. Right freaking now? Nico? Wow. It's me. Oh, Nico. Okay, I've been saying this in the chat, and you'll see it, but I, I'm going to say it to you personally right now. You are a superstar. <laughs> Which wow. means your name. Oh, my gosh. You get a gold name in the Discord, and you get to Heck come yeah. join us all. Pretty badass. And, Corey, you're going to want to be there when you hear the name. You get to come join us on Waluigi's Island. Oh, which is oh our special patrons gosh. only chat. You have to shell out that dollar. Just shell to, just to out. On that island. You better blue <laughs> shell it out, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Shell out that dollar. Don't worry, it's only a green shell. It's just one dollar. Well, Nico, you so, also yeah. unlocked a download of our theme song. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> I think I have a couple versions of it on my PC at this moment. <laughs> Nico has more versions than you guys do. Well, well, speaking of, I want to, again, re-thank the both of you, not for just coming on, but for Corey helping us with some of the artwork and stuff, and Nico writing uh, and making this awesome yeah. theme that we have. These two are responsible for a lot of the vibes. You help cra- you help crafted the vibe around here, and I, I feel I'm like... a professional vibe crafter. <laughs> we're, big, we're, we're vibe doctors over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> So yeah, we we thank the both of you a lot, uh, and for being great guests. And, yeah. Um, yeah. As for our other stuff, uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, you can uh, like, comment, subscribe, give us a give us a rating or review on your platform of choice, uh, wherever you can do that. Um, we'll we'll like to share them on the show. Uh, we're on Twitter at flashback sixty four pod. We're uh or email flashback64pod at gmail.com. Oh, we're on Blue Sky. We're on Blue Sky, yeah. We're on on Blue Blue Sky Sky now. Oh, Blue Sky. I think we're just Flashback64 on there. Yeah, at Flashback64pod. So check us out over there. It's been kind of fun. If if you can get on there. Um, If you're trying to get a... If you're trying to get a download, or what is it, an invite code. um, We don't have any right now, but we'll try to... (laughs) Yeah, we'll try to get you on there. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) Come join our Discord, like I mentioned, and thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll see everybody when we talk about Turok, Dinosaur Hunter. Turok, baby. Or for Mario Kart Night. And Mario Kart Night. Oh, Mario Kart Night. Oh, yes. Which will, well, whatever, (laughs) we're going to do something, hopefully. Come, you'll see in our Discord or online. We're going to have game nights more, so check that out. All right. Thank you. Thank you. See you later.
Boom shakalaka.